Hey everyone, this is Founders365 with me, Stephen Haggerty. This is episode 41 and I'm joined by Sophie Jewelry, the founder of Media 8 and Ladies That Plan. How are you doing today, Sophie? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on. So, two two businesses. How's that going? Yeah, they're linked. So the Mediate has been around since 2003. That was my yeah. first business to start up doing graphic design and print. And that has kind of just stayed there in the background. I've dabbled with a few little things along the way. And yeah. then um, the diary planners and things that I do, Three Ladies That Plan, is all quite linked because obviously I design and print and publish yeah. things within that too. So they, they are quite linked i've done radically different businesses in the past okay. alongside the mediate business which has always been there and uh yeah i hope i'm learning from previous <laughs> things right, right. And stuff that is actually intertwined rather than something just bright and shiny and different exactly so let's talk about the ladies that plan because this is a really interesting um interesting concept that i think it is I haven't seen many other people do it, which is always good. Where did the idea come from and how has that been developed over time? The creation story. The creation um, story. Do you, <laughs> everyone sit in, sit, get your seatbelts ready. Yeah. Here comes the creation comes. story. <laughs> well, as I say, so I've been in design and print a long time. And back in 2011, I did my NLP and I started looking more at goal setting and how I was doing mm -hmm. things. And I was fiddling about with worksheets and stuff that I could use to try and prioritize my to do list because as it has the way of doing, they get away from you. And I fiddled about for, for a bit. And then I got frustrated with not being able to find the planner that was just right for me. So I thought, well, I'll just design one. And I want it to be full color. And I want it to have all these to-do list sections and blah. Mm -hmm. So I put that together and I put it out on Facebook and said, hey, everybody, I'm going to be just printing myself a copy of this or a couple of copies. Does anybody want one? And uh, over 100 people went, yeah, I'd like one. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, oh, um, maybe I could do something more with this. So uh, that's kind of continued from there. So that was the ultimate diary planner back in, it was 2015 was the first time we did it. And that then led me, because obviously I had the diary planner there, the next year, so for the 2016 one, the audience grew in terms of the number of people that bought it. So suddenly we're in the kind of, I think it was about a thousand in the wow, second. Wow, that's a big jump. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to be able to help them better understand the planner. So I started my little ladies that plan Facebook group. I just thought it'd be a fun, quirky, tongue in cheek little yeah. group. Uh, Cause most of the people that were buying it were women cause it was brightly colored and it had cakes on the front cover. <laughs> <laughs> and most chaps I knew didn't fancy having that as their main planner. Fair enough. And it's kind of grown from there really of, of having the community and getting feedback of what people wanted and then I did a planner for Dan Meredith yeah, and that was the, the beginning of doing the bespoke planners for other people and it's all just grown steadily from there in terms of me learning more about productivity and time management and structure and what people 
use and and what mm-hmm. helps and what doesn't help and all of that sort of stuff so it's it's grown organically over time yeah obvious question but why do you think planners are so popular why do people love having a planner they have gone boom haven't they yeah <laughs> my girlfriend follows uh mrs hinch on instagram okay she's a she just loves cleaning her house and now she's got massive forest and she brought out a planner like a hinch list and it's a it's such good quality as well it's like a proper hardback a3 book i was so impressed with it but i see so many people bringing out their own personalized planners uh why is that why do you think i think it it kind of exploded in that there was books obviously that people had and then people wanted to do something a little bit more and I think people love stationery one of the things I say uh, in my little welcome video in my Facebook group is this is the sort of group for the people who go into a stationery store and their heart flutters and then they pick up a book (laughs) and they stroke the front cover and then open it up and have a little sniff of the pages and yeah. and in many cases don't ever use it but it's that like it's my precious we've all, been there. <laughs> we've all done it yeah it's that's i don't know what it is there's something very tangible about them but in terms mm. of for the people who are creating them i always use the analogy it's not really a metaphor but with a book the whole thing is that you are in somebody's private space with them for the length of time that it takes them to read the book. So you might be in the bath with them or in their bed. You're yeah. in, they're t- they've welcomed you into their space and you've become part of it and they love your book. And then they take aspects of that and it potentially changes their life. With a journal or a planner, you just take that one next step further. So you're not just in their private space for a few hours that it takes to read the book you're there consistently every day you're on their bedside table all the time you're referred back to you're carried around in a handbag you become a precious item or commodity that you have in your house so for the business people who have them it just gives them a way to really deepen the connection that they have for their audience Mm. and obviously there's the increased credibility and visibility and all of that jazz that comes with it as well exactly and for you when you put this out and you those hundred people sort of commented and wanted to buy this product at that point did you realize where it would lead or did you just go oh no hundreds of people want to buy it cool i'll put it you know i'll sell it that (laughs) (laughs) easy done oh it's just a hundred i'll just do a hundred and then next year i'll see if anybody wants any more and then i thought well maybe i'll just put a little bit more effort in to do a few more and then we looked at going Amazon, um, fulfilled by Amazon as well. So I've had <laughs> an adventure learning the ropes with uh, the love-hate relationship that you mm. can have with Amazon when you're selling on there. Exactly. The question I'm keen to find out is, even though your business, your two businesses are, are obviously intertwined and very closely linked, do you, how do you manage the different brands? Because they're very different brands other than, and very different messages, aren't they? Yeah, to be honest, uh, the designer print company, I've got clients on there that I've had from day one. So I don't really do an awful lot to promote that. I just pop a little logo. This is a recent logo design we did or whatever uh, on Facebook or, but generally speaking, it's referral work because it's Mm. customers that I've had that have been steady for a long time. And then 
you know, every now and then you get there, well, you need to speak to this person if they're starting up or whatever. Yeah. I did launch with the queen of brand. Uh, so I was focusing, I really decided when we moved into the, my other half uh, runs the shooting grounds, so we live there. And when we moved in, I needed to drop lots of, I needed to drop a many, a many things because we just <laughs> had to throw energy into getting this off the ground and yeah. launching that brand and all of that. So that made me reevaluate and I wanted to focus more on developing branding rather mm -hmm. than your general design and print stuff. And it yeah. kind of shifted a bit then. So in terms of managing the two, it is a bit of a juggle. But as I say, some of the a good chunk of the design work that I do with the planners is sitting in front of my computer doing the design. So there's there's definitely an element of yeah. the grunt work that just needs to be done, whichever side of the business I'm working in. And you've built a little um, outsource team, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. If any of them are watching that, they're gonna love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, especially with social media stuff and just in in fact, uh, I was chatting to a lady the other day who was looking to start doing some self-employed work, looking for jobs out there. And I said, Well, the girls on my team have a lovely time because mainly they just create pretty things on social media or trawl the internet for nice quotes or um Dee who works for me, um Jen's worked for me for quite a few years. She's lovely. She helps me do graphics and bits and pieces for memes and basically runs my Instagram account. And Dee helps me in my Facebook group. She does the welcome messages. She yeah. orders mugs for my uh, audience. We do little competitions where they can win mugs that with their name on that match their planners. And uh, she sends out birthday cakes once a month to people. And oh, wow. she's she on it. People into the Facebook group. So she has, she gets all the nice jobs. Yeah. I have all the admin jobs. <laughs> <laughs> how, did, how did you, 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 I feel like you've done that the wrong way around. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one that's meant to be sending the cakes out and having the fun bit. You've, you've, something's gone drastically wrong here, Sophie. Come on. I get to enjoy them when they get them, though, and they say, oh, it's yeah. a surprise cake. I'm really you happy. Get, you get the credit. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. None of the hard work. Well, some of the hard work, <laughs> but all the credit. Um, a, a side note as well. You now own a shooting range, right? Yeah, pretty much. So my other half runs that. He's had a yeah. gun shop for millions of years and um, we upgraded and got the shooting ground uh, to go with it. So we now have clay shooting and archery Amazing. and air guns and stuff. It's a big playground, really. Uh, <laughs> two acres of playground. Yeah. This is funny. Um, for you, when you're working with your clients, what is what is like the most rewarding thing for you? What's that thing that at the end of the day, you know, you you have your cup of tea in the evening or your gin and tonic, and it's like, oh, that was a that was a great day with a client. I really enjoy doing the uh, planner sessions. So when I do a bespoke planner, we have a day together. We normally takes about six hours, where mm. we sit down, we we take it from the very initial idea and right through by the end, we've got it all kind of sketched out. Those are always really exciting because you're in the joy stages you haven't had to actually do any of the work work yet it's all yeah. the excitement and the ideas and, and and this vision in your head of what it's going to look like at the end so they're always exciting with the design and print obviously it's even 16 17 years in it's still exciting getting packages with finished printed items in mm. uh, it never ever gets old even with just a pack of business cards it's funny <laughs> it's just something about <laughs> feels like a present every time you open one even if it's just a boring flyer um that i like that and then in terms of the uh 
community kind of spirit side of things it's always when you get the nice emails isn't it someone saying that you've changed my life in some way yeah. or you really inspired me or the thing that you said or the thing that you did really helped me in some way and you know they're always lovely to receive and I'm mm. very lucky that I do have a really nice vibe in terms of my audience I see people talking about haters and trolls and all that sort of stuff and I don't get a lot of that no and I'm really grateful for that because mostly people are just really sweet <laughs> <laughs> how do you think you've built that how do you think you've attracted the the nice people the sweet people I don't know I'm I guess it's the same on my Facebook feed my news feed I try and steer away from politics uh, because mm. I don't really have a massive amount of interest in it and I really dislike negativity so I try and I'm I'm fine with being direct and and real but at the same time I don't see the point in just having all that negative but in your life yeah. when you just don't need it because life is too short there's enough r rubbish going on uh, without adding to it by creating extra drama and I have caught myself at times where I've gone to write a post and then thought do I actually need to send this because if yeah. I do put it out there all it's really going to get is either people saying oh I'm so sorry are you okay which I didn't necessarily want or the you're creating some sort of drama so I do tend to mm. think those posts through and I mean you be you people out there there's a lot of people out there that that just put you know whatever they put out and that's all part of it and I'm sure it'll come at some point and there's always the odd one that disagrees with what you say but generally speaking I tend to nip it in the bud so even if people get a bit um differing views it tends to not escalate it tends to get very quickly to a yeah. okay let's agree to disagree and move on exactly. <laughs> like you said life's too short to just be bickering online I don't, I don't see the point of it um you know keyboard warring and all that stuff no just don't do it people if you're listening don't do it don't be a knob just be nice just be kind walk um, from the drama walk, walk just walk away that's it uh, but staying on the topic of, you know, your following, your tribe, whatever, what do you call them? Do you have a special name for you of them? My ladies. Your ladies, right. <laughs> and on. then ladies, there's a few honorary gents in there as well. Uh, and then obviously my, I've got a productivity tribe, which is based around this kind of the next level in terms of yeah. the support. That, and that is my tribe. Exactly. My tribe. How important do you think that those tribe, the ladies is, are to your business? massively important hugely important in lots of different ways community gives us a way to much as it's it takes a lot of effort and sometimes you do sit there and think oh my god do I have to have another conversation today or you know there's that pressure there that you've got to try you've got to manage it but there's something magic about creating a community and of course because it's yours you're in control to a certain extent of how it feels and the sort of vibe you've got going in there so you want to create a space where you enjoy being and then other people enjoy being there too and it then becomes a real joy and I think there's so like we were saying a second ago there's a lot of stuff happening in the world every day life tends to throw us a curveball 
And when you've got that supportive space, even though it's my job really to support them, they help me in so many ways from a support perspective and being my cheerleaders. And then from a more business side of things, they're so useful to help you hone your products, learn really interesting things, because what often happens is you'll think something's a really good idea and then you test it out on them and then it comes back and you decide it either is okay but needs some work or maybe it's amazing. But yeah. most of the time, you know, you probably haven't got it just right. And the feedback that they give you, and because you're a community, they're more honest and they give you more of their time in terms of really giving you good constructive yeah. feedback. And that really helps you then obviously hone your offering and niche better and and deliver a better service and a better product to them. So we're all helping each other along the way. <laughs> you do make it sound like it's a really lovely space to be in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, it, it, it sounds like a warm hug. And you get I mean, we day. went to lunch so. the other week and uh, there was 18 of us there. And we walked in and I said, well, I've got no idea how all of you people are here, but it's all good. Let's see if we can make it vaguely professional for at least the first part of the meeting. And everybody's laughing and cackling and going, yeah, well, it might be professional to start with. And then it was just really good fun. So I think I, I have definitely ha I do like to do the kind of more professional stuff in terms of meetings, networking and stuff. I have done some bigger events where I've taken it much more seriously. But at the same time, I just think we should be having fun quite a lot yeah, of the time. And I think we can. Exactly. Do, do you think people fear that? Do you think people fear being themselves in business? Yes, because don't we all fear being ourselves in life in general? Because if we are our true selves and we show up, then we are at risk of not being liked. And that's pretty scary mm. because we're all people pleasers. Uh, generally speaking, we're all people pleasers. And I think even the ones that resist being a people pleaser are basically being people pleasers in the opposite sense because they're kind of trying to create the truth that you have in your head if you think other people don't like you then you act in a way yeah. that creates the the anon uh, animosity that you're trying to avoid uh, because you're trying to prove that it's true so mm -hmm. i think there's definitely a fear out there to show up and try and be yourself and i think the only way through that is to just keep trying to be that person if that is the right fit for you. It's not always, is it? When you think of actors and stuff, some brands have a certain personality yeah. and I think it's our choice to decide what that personality is. And if we have a persona online that is a little bit of a exaggerated version of ourselves, then that's totally okay. Maybe it's a quieter version of ourselves. It's gonna be a version of ourselves in some way, shape or form. I think the space that we're in, you and I and some of the people watching in terms of being solo entrepreneurs, et cetera, we are in a very fortunate space that we have the freedom to play around a little bit more and have some fun. I think once you start getting into the realms of corporate and it all being a little bit more serious and there are some businesses where it is more difficult to have a lot of fun, yeah. but it's still there. It's still possible to be there. I know most funeral directors I know have got a wicked sense of humour and are really nice and very jolly, but also incredibly professional when it matters. So I think yeah. it's just getting balance between that. As long as you're doing a good job, I think you can basically be whoever you want to be.
exactly i think it's it's but life is always about balance whether that's business or when your personal life or when you're showing up online i think like you said even if you can be as as real to yourself as possible online but you're always going to be exaggerating some element of it i i believe um even if even if you're you know, even if you had friends around in your house, you know, you're not, you're still going to be exaggerating certain things uh, as opposed to if you were sat there on your own watching TV. Yeah. All these different elements come into it. Um, I think but, there's all, we have different versions of us, don't we? Yeah, exactly. We've got, I've got a hippie version of me that yeah. loves to go and sit around campfires and play drums and sing songs and be, do hippie things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a howl at the moon but there's also the the kind of business lady side of me which really enjoys having a good old conversation about marketing yeah. and there is a whole host of people that i can't talk to about that because they would just want to <laughs> <laughs> that's the most boring imagine how, an, imagine how annoying someone would be if they were 100 percent of the time one of those things i it, know yeah and it's awesome. fun isn't it being able to be different people with different groups of friends yeah 100 percent so talk to me about what you've got coming up this year because i see you've got a red x behind you is that happening this year <laughs> it is it's a bit scary yeah it's a bit scary so for, for those that aren't on video there's a lovely wooden x which symbolizes the famous tedx tell me how did this happen what you're doing it in april right i know it's a bit scary i have to say it's only less than two months away all i'm saying <laughs> well, tell me about it the deadline for the first draft is on the 20th so i've got 10 days oh, to get man. that nailed. and i'm still sketching out you know how does this link to this and it have am i actually just getting across one idea here and, and all that jazz. <laughs> uh so uh, i've known it's in it's been in Norwich. i went to the first one it's the fifth year this year wow and it's one of the best tedx's in the uk uh, most professionally organised one in terms mm -hmm. of the, the the quality of the videos that they produce and all of that sort of stuff. So we're really lucky to have that on our doorstep. And the emails, you know, last two years, you think, could I, could I? Because you do the whole, I'm going to be a speaker, I'm going to be a coach, yeah. I'm going to do all these things, I'm going to do the speaking circuit and da la la la. And then you think, mm, I just don't think I've got anything that's really good enough for a TED talk. <laughs> a little bit of imposter syndrome coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know nothing. And then I thought, well, what the heck? If you don't do, you don't try, you don't do. They got over 200 applications. There was, uh, they got 30 or 29 speakers. So it was the, one of the 5% that got through. Wow. That's quite exciting. terrifying. There's going to be about 450 people there on the day. Amazing. But last year, they had 90,000, over 90,000 tune in on the day. Wow. Watching it live sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so no pressure. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> How many speakers are there normally? 29 speakers. Janie Lee Grace is going to be comparing it for the day. Yeah incredible how do you mentally prepare yourself for events like that well this is a bit different from the norm i going back uh, many many years 2004 i set up a bni no business network international yeah. 
in deepest, darkest Norfolk, there was not much networking going on. There was two, three BNI in the whole of Norfolk at that point mm -hmm. in 2003. And there was no other networking anywhere near where I was out on the Norfolk coast. So I thought, well, why not? I'll, I'll just start a group. So that was back in 2004. And that was a big, huge step out of my comfort zone because I was not very confident at the time in terms of speaking in front of other people. And I think the 60 seconds and the speaking at networking events really help you with that. Mm. So that was kind of the core. That was about seven years. And then I, I left that and did various different things. So started doing more speaking since doing the NLP in 2011, decided to do a bit more. So I've had a bit of practice. But as was brilliantly quoted, I've got a book about TED Talks, how to do good TED Talks. And he was saying that the, the shorter the time that you have to prepare for, the longer it takes to prepare for it because it's all about being succinct, which I yeah. probably haven't been in this uh, podcast. So for the bigger events that I've done where I know I've got 40 minutes or half an hour, or even if I'm asked to go to a networking event, I normally just put a few bullet points in <laughs> and I have a rough idea of the time. I keep an eye on the clock and then I just spiel stuff out. <laughs> Uh, until I realize I'm running out of time and then I speed up and finish up. So for this, it's totally different. It's nine minutes. It's fully, it's basically scripted. Yeah. So you have to have the talk approved before obviously the event and you have to do it exactly on the dot nine minutes or within a few seconds either side. So it's going to be a bit tricky, but my mum, who's an actress has already said, I'm going to be giving you hints and tips and I'm not going to hold anything back. So don't take it to heart because I'm just trying to be good for you because <laughs> I love you. So yeah. I'm going to be tapping into, I'm going to be channeling my inner mum to uh, get on the stage and hopefully do a decent job. No, you'll smash it. I'm sure you will. Uh, how did it feel when that email came through that you were picked? It's a combination of terror and excitement. It's a bit like just before you get on a roller coaster ride. Mm. <laughs> like, you know this is going to be great, but it may make you feel sick. Yeah. And I haven't quite reached the absolute terror stage. So at the moment, I'm just queuing to get yeah, on. Yeah, uh, I'm in the doors. I'm halfway down the queue. So it's going to be difficult to get out of it. Uh, but I've still got a little way to go. And I think just before I go on the stage it's going to be sitting in the front seat of the roller coaster sitting there thinking why am I doing this <laughs> <laughs> amazing so that's in April what else is what other amazing things I'm sure you've got a few up your sleeve that you're doing this year I've tried to cut back a bit actually because oh. I have a tendency to go crazy and start doing all sorts yeah. of different things so I've got ladies lunches every month little local networking I'm doing a five-day productivity challenge next week in a week's time and i'll do another one of those later in the in mm -hmm. the year that's just a fun little snippet of uh just getting stuff done and a bit of accountability and i do my i do a planning workshop where we plan out the whole of next year yeah that happens in november that's a really fun workshop to do because it covers so much stuff in one day and everybody's always exhausted at the end of it but i do really enjoy doing them and other than that, just the general stuff. It's the working on bespoke planners for clients. Yeah. It's the managing the productivity tribe as we go through the year for that because there's always content to be created mm. and, and general support to be delivered and things. So, yeah, nothing outrageous this year. I mean, other than the TED Talk. Other than the TED Talk, yeah. Other than the small thing about being watched by 90,000 people. 
just, just that little yeah. thing. Yeah, um, we'll see. But you never know what's around the corner, and you never it. know where a conversation is going to lead, and you never know what opportunities might pop up. So it's not that I'm opposed to outside opportunities. I'm just trying to practice what I preach and focus on yeah. doing work and doing some good work, and that's what this year is really about. Fantastic. Let's talk about what you're launching next next week. Not launching. Okay. Is it the first time you're running it or not? I've done it in various forms in the past. I've done what's called blasts, where mm. it's similar sort of structure, but they've been paid things, which have either been a week or two weeks or a four-week thing. Uh, but because I've got the tribe, that's kind of an ongoing thing. And the five-day challenge is a little taster of what the tribe is like, but also it's just a useful standalone thing for anybody if they just want to have a little bit of a boost in terms of getting a bit of motivation back. And there's some yeah. planning worksheets and stuff that people can use and, a, and kind of my method of how you can get from overwhelm and brain spaghetti through to a clear plan for a day, basically, or a week. Brain spaghetti. Why? What are some of the common traits that you see when people join something like that with, and they've got that brain spaghetti? What's going on in their world that is causing not being productive, I guess, or unproductive, is it, if that's a word? It's all the simple things, actually. And mm. it's little things like time tracking, time management, uh, all the stuff that we know about, but we don't really necessarily admit to. Yeah. And prioritising tasks and setting focus time using a timer or pomodoro technique something like that to help us kind of get through these things it's it's all the little things usually boundaries is another big one so it's right. the i'm not being clear on on what i can and can't do in terms of other people and how they're utilizing my time i'm not being clear to myself on how i'm going to use my time and i'm also not setting myself boundaries and uh, enforcing them in terms of I'm not going to work past 8 p.m. or I'm not going to do this or I'm going to do that or whatever it is. Prioritizing is a biggie. People don't prioritize things. And as we know, but with the whole thing with the rock and sand and wine and whatever, mm -hmm. the wine tasks are always the nice ones, the little ones that, oh, I've got that really big thing to do. But uh, what I'm going to do is fiddle about with these all these little things that don't need to be done at all and then stress because I've left the big thing till last and I haven't got enough time and I've got a deadline and it's all a nightmare. Uh, and and life has stuff, you know, people are busy. So a lot of it comes, again, a kind of a combination of are you managing the time and are you managing your boundaries? Because sometimes we've actually just got too much stuff mm. and we need to be a bit honest with ourselves and let some things go. And it's okay to let things go <laughs> you know I think it's people so try to hold on to it so much don't they and no being a full sentence as well that mm. was a big thing for me a few years ago was when people said could you do this or whatever and I would reply with I'm so sorry I can't do it because the yeah, got trying to justify the yourself. That and the universe has done whatever blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> so now I have to still check in with myself but it's a no I'm sorry I can't do it no I'm sorry I can't make it full stop yeah. end walk move on yeah exactly. don't, <laughs> don't, don't overthink the no yeah we don't need to elaborate it because when you think about someone getting back to you you don't really need to know what's going on you just need to know whether they're going to yeah. be there or not exactly and quite frankly most most time we don't really care what they're doing if when they're not here you know and what you find is once you stop doing it 
Mm. You see other people doing it much more. And it flags up in your head. You're like, oh, man, I used to do this. And I'm reading this exactly thinking, I don't give a monkey's what your dad's, father's, aunties just got for a birthday. And the fact <laughs> that or the other, just say I can't make it. <laughs> That's amazing. So I'm really looking forward to seeing your year plan out and your TEDx talk in April. My final question to you is, and I think you're going to, nail this one and i'll be really specific what are three tips that you can give to people to make them more productive oh okay so being more productive one get everything out of your head first because this uh, needs space to be able to be creative and to be able to see the wood for the trees if we've got it full of stuff then we're going to get in a pickle so get everything out of your head first just there <laughs> then once you've got it all out of your head start prioritizing things really look at it and it's the three d's that do delete and delegate mm -hmm. what are these do i really need to do what could i delegate even if i'm not going to get delegate them yet but there are potential things i could delegate in the future and what could i just get rid of or what do i not need to think about right now get rid of all the the deletes the ones that you don't need to be doing now uh, get them out of the way and then focus on the do's and the delegates and how you're going to do them and then work through those and then plan out your time but really look at how you're using your time because the and use time tracking if you can because it's a combination of getting clear on how you're really using your time. One of the things that we did at the beginning of the tribe was to do a whole month of time tracking. And I said to them, I'd really like you to track a whole week of everything, but at the minimum do a day where you literally time using Toggle or one of the other free time tracking apps, what you're doing every minute of your day. And so many were just resistant. I'm not going to do it because I know it's going to flag up all this time that I have. So get real about what time you've got allow a big chunk of time for unexpected and for faffing and for the stuff that doesn't quite go well, uh, which leaves you a very small amount of time to actually get the things done that are really important. And that's where prioritizing the tasks come in because in that small chunk of time you've got, you wanna get those really important tasks done so that if you don't get through that list, you can still feel at the end of the day that you're in control and it's not got away from you. So clear all the clutter, prioritize your tasks, and then, you know, properly look at your time and how you're using it and and use it cleverly. Boom. I knew you would nail that question. And you certainly did. Sophie, <laughs> thank you so much for being on. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, join your five day challenge, what's the best day, best way for them to do that? They can find me on Facebook. I'm everywhere on there. And the five-day challenge, obviously, is next week, but there'll be another one later in the year. So that's at sophiejury.com uh, forward slash five-day challenge. And, yeah, ladies that plan, you can find me ladiesthatplan.com and sophiejury.com are probably the best places to kind of find links to most of the information that they might be looking for. Thank you very much. There we go. Sophie, thank you so much for coming on. You have been guest number forty one in founders 365 i really cannot wait to see your tedx talk i wish you the best of luck with it thank you everyone for listening for watching and for tuning in see you next time